This is the Family Passport Podcast, Episode 6, Paris Restaurant Plus Kids Equals Challenge. What was your favorite type of food that you ate? There was this, uh, like, puffy thing. Uh, a meringue. Yeah. Like a meringue puff. It was huge. Huge. And it came in all, all different colors, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. There was one rainbow, but that was expensive. Mm, the expensive rainbow meringue. <laughs> yeah. They were... That was pretty good, huh? They were really good. Let's get your adventure started. It's the Family Passport Podcast. Join the Barlow family as they travel to Portugal and Paris in this season of FPP. Let us show you how to get your travel on with kids. We were super nervous about taking our kids out to eat in Paris. We weren't sure what it was going to be like. And after all, two of our three kids couldn't sit still if their lives depended on it. And we also knew that we don't take our children out that often in the States. And we heard a whole bunch about dining in Paris. And it was way more formal or had a ton of different courses. And we knew we were in for some surprises. But we really didn't have any idea just how much. Welcome back to the Family Passport Podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Alyssa. I am super curious. What was your favorite restaurant in in Paris the whole time? What was your what was your favorite restaurant? Uh, I should have had an answer prepared for this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, it wasn't like we so... talked about this episode or anything. Right? <laughs> there were so many. Oh my goodness, yeah. There were um, so many. I think... I don't remember the name of the restaurant. That's horrible because what? it was so good. The little family-owned Italian restaurant that that's so we funny. went to. That is my favorite one. And it may actually be the kids' favorite, too. I don't know. I don't it know was, what their answers it were. It might have been Mackenzie's favorite. <laughs> it's called Spaghettini. That's right. Spaghettini. Yeah. Yes. Oh, why was, why was that your favorite? I love the atmosphere. Uh, the owner was the hostess slash waitress, and her husband was the cook. The food was amazing. Uh, we got there, and I think there was one other person there, and then our family, and she treated us like family. She treated our kids like family. It was just, it was Instantly, an amazing experience. It was like we walked into one of our family's homes. Right. It was It was pretty cool. So that was... I had a lot of the same reasons. It was also <laughs> my birthday. Actually. Oh, that's right. It was. It was. Yeah. It was such a cool birthday treat too, because we had, we'd read about this and we'd been wanting to try it for quite a while. Yeah. Like a week. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, at the time it was rated the top Italian place in Paris. I believe so. On TripAdvisor. On TripAdvisor. Yes, I believe it was. Yeah, Spaghettini. Yes. And yeah, the oh, the the couple was super cool. They were maybe in their 50s mm-hmm. and they had owned a restaurant in Italy for 20 years. 20 years and then up and sold it and then wanted to wanted to pursue their dream of going to Paris and starting a restaurant. So they did that. They did that and they sold off the other restaurant came to Paris, had been there for about seven years, and they were just amazing. They had tons of stories, and our, mm-hmm. our kids 
actually broke something in the restaurant. <laughs> leave it to right. leave it to our kids, silly American kids. Uh, they actually broke the. It's like the window blind. Yeah, the window something. blind. My son was playing with the window. Camden was playing with the window blind, and somehow it just totally broke. And and he rushed it from. He came back, and I'm like, oh my goodness, now I feel so bad. Like, and he came over, and he didn't speak as much English as is what she did, but he right. told us, no, it's totally okay. It's. Yeah. Just like your family. Yeah. Very cool. But that illustrates some of the dangers because it's easy to talk about that now. But when we first got there, when we first (laughs) got to Paris, we had no idea what to expect, right? Because eating out in Paris, well, it's a bit different, isn't it? It is very different. Yes. Yeah. Especially than here in the in the States. So what is the difference? What is the Paris experience? Quote unquote. Oh, the Paris experience. First, it's much longer. Their uh, meal times are much longer. Even if you go to a restaurant that doesn't offer multiple courses or doesn't serve multiple courses, uh, we um, found ourselves eating at a lot more Italian restaurants, which is kind of interesting since we were in France. But um, we, even those, it took us, it could take us up to three hours to complete a meal at a restaurant. Well, and what's really interesting too for for me, we talked about this, but you go to Paris, and I wouldn't say there's traditional Parisian food so much. Yeah, Instead, no, it was interesting. What you what you find there is a very eclectic mix mm-hmm. of European types of food. Yeah, and I and, and if you think about it, it's much the same way that if you go to like New York or right. Washington D.C. or Portland. Uh, maybe there's a few things that are local, but right. for the most part, it's just a really good mix of amazing food in, in any one of those locations. Well, especially New York or Portland, right? Right. But the same thing was true, possibly even more so in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. So meal times are much longer. Our youngest son, Grayson, absolutely loved this. This was perfect. We said in many ways he may have Should have been a European European baby. Um, He's our slow eater. He's a very slow eater at home. We typically are waiting for him at the dinner table to get finished. Everyone else is ready to move on and do something else. And he has barely picked up his fork to start eating. In Paris, this was perfect for him. He got his bread and he got to talk and color and play. And then he got his food and he got to eat it nice and slow. (laughs) There wasn't anyone trying to rush us out of the restaurant. So for him, it was great. Why did you why did you like staying at the restaurant so long? Was that better for you? Because then we got dessert. Then you got dessert. Yeah. It was absolutely perfect for him. And now we're back to American time. Which by the way, we have I would say that we've incorporated some of that stuff. Like even just the other day, we were sitting out on the on the patio out back. And I I don't know if I don't know necessarily. I have I have more of a desire to linger and talk and yeah those types of things than I did before we spent a month in Paris and so maybe we're bringing some of that back with us. Maybe Grayson, however, is still on the three hour yes plus meal time. Yes, the other thing that we quickly realized is that their meal times are not at the same meal times as what most um, your average American family would eat meals at. Oh, yeah. 
Maybe oh, we're yeah. odd. I don't know. Maybe we're not the average American family. I would say we're probably not the average American family so much. <laughs> Maybe we Most. don't eat at normal meal times compared to other people. But we had a difficult time the first week and a half or so adjusting to Parisian meal times. And, and what you'll experience when you go over there is during the, well, first of all, during the, the lunch hour, that's mm-hmm. typically noon to two. Yeah. And then you see a lot of restaurants that close down after about two o'clock and it makes it difficult if you want to walk into a restaurant then it's probably not going to be open and available except in the more touristy areas and even if they're open they often have a very limited menu like crepes and coffee or croissants or something like that where it's just a much more limited they are not serving their full menu between Two and then when they reopen for dinner, we made that mistake once or twice, and therefore our kids were thrilled because they ate a lot of crepes. Right, and they love crepes. <laughs> as it turns out, and we drank a lot of coffee. And we drank a lot of coffee. Yes, because it was available in dinner time. Dinner time is drastically different compared to what we were used to because Parisians are just getting out to. If you're local there, you're just getting going dinner. 8, 8, 30, 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock, yeah. And many of the restaurants will stay open well past 10, upwards of midnight. Mm-hmm. And that's normal. And that's normal. And just like you mentioned, they're not trying to rush you out of there Mm-mm. at all. In fact, it is considered rude in, in France for them to force the bill up on you. Mm-hmm. So you, that's a major difference, too you're going to have to ask for the bill and you're going to have to get used to asking for the bill. Right. And a lot of times if, you know, that's considered good service. If you walk into some place in middle America, right. It's considered great service. Like we're, we're going to show up at your table. Ask if you need something every 17 seconds. And that signifies a very attentive waiter or waitress. Mm -hmm. Not the case over in, over in Paris. Mm-hmm. They want you to enjoy the experience. They're used to enjoying the experience. So that's what they would want. And if they're forcing the bill upon you, well, that's pretty rude because that's signifying that you need to get the heck out of there. And that's that's bad posture there. Yes. So how do you take these differences and make them kid friendly? <laughs> Well, you might ask, are restaurants kid-friendly or are they not kid-friendly? Well, I guess you probably could take kids into any restaurant over there. Not sure that you would necessarily want to. Yeah. I can only think of one that we ate at that, well, were there? I don't think there were any kids in there. I would not take my own children there. So there were some much more formal restaurants that absolutely would have chosen not to take our kids at. And we had the very fortunate experience of during the beginning of our trip, we had some family come and stay with us. My, my mom, my, my sister came and stayed with us for a few days at the beginning part of the trip. So one of the nights they kept the kids and this was wonderful. If you can do this, it's fantastic. Or, uh, arrange a babysitter, take a babysitter, something along those lines that that's great. If it can't, no big deal. But not all restaurants are you going to want to take a six or a nine or (laughs) an eight-year-old into. Right. Just not going to be kosher. So we made made a habit of choosing restaurants that and researching out restaurants that were going to be much more kid-friendly. And you mentioned earlier, we spent a lot of time eating at Italian restaurants Mm -hmm. because we found that generally those were much more 
kid friendly. And also we liked part of it for us was we wanted to try lots of different things and wanted to expose our kids to lots of different foods on the menu, types of foods. And we have this rule in our family where it's try new things anyways. So this was like on steroids over there where every 17 seconds you got to try something new. So we would do a lot of family style meals, right? Mm-hmm. And when you go to a more traditional French style restaurant, you ordered a meal that was served in courses. So you ordered a two course meal or a three course meal. Sometimes they were even four course meals, but each person really had to have their own meal because their portion sizes are significantly different than American portion sizes. Um, If you have ever eaten in a European country, you know the difference between portions in America and portions in Europe. They're very, very small compared to what we eat. Not that there's not enough food. You eat four courses of it. They're just small amounts. So if you we went to a more traditional restaurant like that, everyone really had to have their own meal. And you'd order main plate versus right. other types of smaller plates. It was really, I would say, very interesting for the kids. They particularly loved it because... They got to have, they constantly got food in front of them, I suppose, is one way to look at it. But without, without telling them they had to eat one thing, they got to try a lot of different things of their own volition, just by the nature of the way that food is served over there. Right. For the most part. If you're in a, if you're in a restaurant versus a fast food type place, they still had plenty of fast food. There were some American fast food restaurants. We didn't frequent, but those. we didn't. We didn't try. Our kids asked several times to eat at McDonald's, and we would not let them eat at McDonald's. So you can make so. your own choices on that. <laughs> yeah. However, we were we we're like, yeah, even you know, it's still it's still McDonald's. I don't. It seemed to us that was that was like another time that we could have spent someplace else. What we did agree to is we did uh, allow them to go to some French chain restaurants. Yes. So they still to this time period right now talk about the hippopotamus yes the hippopotamus is a chain restaurant over there it was not on not on Alyssa and my favorite list but the (laughs) fact that it was named the hippopotamus was incredibly kid-friendly and uh, served chocolate mousse and they did have an amazing chocolate mousse at the end they did have an amazing chocolate mousse as it turns out but yeah yeah the other thing that we found uh, as far as making the restaurant kid-friendly or a kid-friendlier restaurant were the restaurants that opened a little bit earlier. So like we said, most Parisians are not getting out to eat until 8, 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Some restaurants open between 6.30 and 7. Most restaurants were open by 7.30. Mm-hmm. Um, but we found the ones that opened earlier, closer to 6.30 or 7, were a little more kid-friendly. We also found if we went as soon as they opened at 6.30 or 7, granted we were starving, so it was not a problem for us to go at 6.30 or 7 because that's late for us. If we got there right when they opened, they were really accommodating towards the kids. They were not busy yet. They did not have all of their normal Parisian non-touristy traffic in there yet. And so it it was a lot easier for the kids. It was less intimidating. And the kids did a much better job when we went to restaurants earlier. And we got a lot more personal attention that way, which created a different type of experience. So what I would absolutely advise for you is if it's your first time in Paris... And you've got, especially little kids, especially kids, maybe 10 and under, 
uh, or lots of kids, <laughs> then what you might consider doing is at least for the first couple of nights that you are eating out or if you're planning on making eating out a part of your experience, go during some of those early times, show up at seven o'clock and consider that almost your practice run. And then later on, if you want to show up at uh, at some of the times where the the locals are coming in and the Parisians are coming in, then that's totally okay. And, but yeah, look at it as, as almost a practice run so that you can, you can understand what's going to be different for you and get to experience it firsthand. And then you can make your decisions from there. Another thing I was a little apprehensive about, I don't know if Scott was, I don't know that we've ever really talked about that is what to have the kids eat when we went to a restaurant that the menu was written in French. We didn't know what it said. We didn't know what kind of foods they served, really. Um, So that was another apprehension for me. We quickly learned once we went to a couple different restaurants, a lot of restaurants, their menus are in English and French, or the um, waiter or server spoke enough English to help us figure out what the stuff was on the menu. Sometimes we didn't get a choice though, because we were attempting to learn as much French as we could. Right. However, they would plump down the English menu in front of us. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Sometimes we had to ask for a French menu just so we could see the wording in French. Do you remember what your favorite food was or your favorite restaurant? It was the chip place. The one where we had sandwiches. The chip place. Oh, Bagelstein? Yes. Bagelstein? That was the one where, that's the one you planned. I know. Oh, is that why you liked it so much? Yeah. Oh, was that part of your planning day? Yeah. Huh. Why did you want to go to that one? Because I like bagels. You do? Are you a bagel kid? Yeah. Also, that one was, I do like them. wasn't it close to the chocolate museum? Yeah. Choco de Gourmand? That's why I picked it. Because mm. I thought it was going to be close to it. They also, some of them enjoyed when they heard us speaking English to try out their English. They like to practice their English. So most people, when they realized that we spoke English, would instantly switch from French to English. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we needed it. Other times we kind of wanted to hear the French or to learn it. But most people switch to English quickly after realizing we were American, which wasn't hard to tell that we were American. Most places we went with our children. So that's another way that you can actually make this fun, possibly an intimidating situation that you can turn into something that is really fun because so many people were excited about the opportunity to speak English or because so many people were excited about the, uh, well, I guess just that opportunity, but also since at first we were showing up like fairly, fairly early to restaurants and we could get more of their time, if mm-hmm. you will, then they were more than willing to allow us to ask about, hey, what is this? What is a croque monsieur? Mm-hmm. What is a croque madame? Like what, <laughs> what the heck is that stuff? And that was that was fun that was that was phenomenal because then they would explain it to us and then they'd ask well how do you actually say that and then i would attempt to say it and they would laugh at me and (laughs) then yeah but you get to get to have all of those types of experiences too and i think that's something that can be a little bit scary but if you do it in those conditions then it can totally turn that intimidating experience into something that's fun for you and your kids. Right. So speaking of a croque monsieur or a croque madame, that was a common thing that we saw on 
many menus not every menu had it on there but basically it's a grilled ham and cheese sandwich or a grilled ham and cheese sandwich with an egg on it yeah Um, our kids loved them they were popular with our kids and we saw them on enough menus that we always knew that that was a fallback if we couldn't get the kids to try something else that that would be something that they could order and we knew they would like yeah absolutely by the way when we went to portugal a croque monsieur was called a toastamista. Right. Also grilled ham and cheese. Yes. Yeah. What was interesting for us is we didn't necessarily want to spend every single night eating out. We were also, we were there long enough. We were there for a month. So we wanted part of that time to be eating in as well. Mm-hmm. Now, question number one would be, how do you balance the eating in versus eating out? And then question number two is, <laughs> what was the experience like eating in? Uh, eating in the balance was a little tricky because you cannot buy food for multiple days at a time over there. Uh, well, you, you know, can. Well, you can. <laughs> you end up throwing stuff away and not using it when you do it. So we had heard before we went over there, you know, everyone shops every day. And I just kind of thought maybe that was just what they chose to do. And quickly realized that it's not necessarily what they choose to do or now they choose to do it, but it's a way of life over there and they don't put a lot of preservatives in their food. And so the food does not have a very long shelf life. Um, So, you know, you always hear you buy your bread every day. You absolutely have to buy your bread every day because by the next day you can't eat it anymore. Or even, you know, some of the meats and stuff like that, we, you couldn't buy very much in advance because it didn't last for very long. And everything is in much smaller portions, like in a restaurant, even the grocery store, what you buy is enough basically to make one meal with. We did not have a lot of extra food after I prepared a meal. Except Um, for we bought Jars and jars and jars of olives. We bought lots of olives, <laughs> but we ate almost a whole jar at a sitting. We found that we really liked olives over there. Plus, they're super cheap compared right? to here in what the we get in the states. Yeah, yeah, and wonderful. So the other thing about grocery shopping over there is it's not a good thing to do if you're in a hurry because it takes a while to figure out. Even after being there for a month, I still didn't know what some things were or where to find them at the store. Or like one night we tried to be like our normal meals that we would make. And I thought I was going to make, I don't even know what I was going to make, tacos or something. And I was looking for salsa. (laughs) I bought what I thought was salsa. And basically it was diced tomatoes. (laughs) The French do not really get into spicy foods. Yeah, not a lot of spicy. Yeah. Yeah. So just little things like that. Um, And we found that if we were out adventuring or touring or something and hadn't already pre-planned a meal for that evening, that's when we ended up eating out for dinner because we didn't have time to go to the store and get stuff after we got home. So we kind of had to make sure that if we were going to have a meal at home, we went to the store in the morning before we left on our adventure so that it was ready when we got home. So you almost have to work one or the other into your schedule. Right. And even if you're eating out too, you go through the process of making decisions. I think that's one of the most interesting learnings for me is when you are, when you're on a long trip like that, then you're making just tons of decisions all the time 
constant amount of decisions for stuff that normally is put on autopilot. And we mentioned this in another episode, I believe episode one, but you, you have to decide where are we going to be? Is that in proximity to a restaurant? Is <laughs> what does that look like? How much do we want to spend? Or, uh, do we have, have we had the foresight to go to the store in the morning so that when we get back, it's there. And after we've spent an entire day out and we're tired and whatever else, what does that look like? Right. So we also have compiled for you a list of some of our favorite finds of restaurants to eat that were kid-friendly, amazing food, maybe not necessarily showing up on any lists or on the top of the radar screen, but um, ones that we particularly enjoyed. Yeah. So you can actually get this list over on the familypassport.co blog, and it's called Seven Family-Friendly Restaurants in Paris. So if you type in family-friendly restaurants on our, on our blog and search that, it'll pop right up there for you. But we've got why we loved it so much, what made it family-friendly, and then where you can actually click in and find where it's at. Also, some of the TripVisor ratings as well. Yes. Head on over, check that out. And another thing that, uh, that we have too that was... Uh, Pretty cool is we have a restaurant review in our kids adventure journal. So the family passport kids adventure journal, that's one of the bonus activities that's actually in there so that kids can go through and do a fun review afterwards after visiting one of your favorite restaurants and then they can, they can get their own favorites. You can, you can actually check that out on Amazon, search the family passport or the kids adventure journal. It'll pop right up for you. Or you can buy a PDF version on familypassport.co. Just go head over there and click on the journal. All right. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us. And by the way, here's, here's a few of our kids' favorite foods and favorite, their favorites in Paris too. Until next time. Au revoir. What was your favorite thing that you ate or your favorite restaurant? Well, I have two favorites that are tied. Let's see. The one that we went to for your birthday. Mmm, spaghettini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the one we went to where we had that uh, lobster crab. No, it was like a lobster, but... Corso. Yeah. Yep, What was that restaurant? It was an Italian place. It was called Corso. And it was over by Montmartre. What was that like lobster thing we had? That was prong. Yeah, we had huge prawns on there. Oh, that was so good. And didn't we have those like little and tentacles? Scallops and yeah. also we had the inside of this clams, didn't we? Uh, like, yep, we so had we had scallops and clams and <laughs> noodles. And noodles. Noodles pasta. <laughs> You don't like pasta at all, do you? Oh, Dad. Oh, Dad. <laughs> You're oh, hilarious. Uh-huh. You know my favorite food is pasta. I do know that. And seafood. And I seafood. love seafood. Well, that's probably why you liked that then, because it was pasta and seafood. Ah, Weird. It's oh, it's my calamari. favorite. It had calamari on it, too. It's my that's favorite it combination. Thanks 
Thanks so much for listening to the Family Passport Podcast. Head on over to familypassport.co, that's familypassport.co, to learn how to travel with your kids, get travel tips, and even the tools that we've used to take amazing family trips. We'll see you next time on FPP. What made it so fun eating out in Paris? Um, because there was parks there and a lot of food, and then the pizzas were so good, and they didn't make me sick. Yeah, you don't eat you don't eat pizzas over here, do you? Mm, only one pizza. Ah, uh, the uh, pizza. The pizza from the Italian place. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Well, it was it was kind of interesting though because we ate a lot longer. Like we spent a lot longer at the restaurants, right? Yeah. Mostly. <laughs> Mostly. Did you like that? Yeah. Why did you like that? <laughs>